What a privilege and pleasure it was to be given the opportunity to sit down with His Excellency Mr. Libor Sejka, Ambassador of the Czech Republic in London, at their fascinating embassy building. Now, the Czech Republic may be a modern state, but it grew from the ashes of the collapsed Austro-Hungarian Empire, and this recent modern history has been quite tumultuous. Libor took up his position as ambassador on the 5th of January 2016, having been posted in similar roles in such diverse countries as Mexico, Spain, and most recently in China. There are very close links between the people of the Czech Republic and the UK, especially right here in London, and it's quite clear that Libor and his family have a love and passion for our great city. It's not every day that we get to hear the personal stories from the people who represent significant cultures that make up our capital city so wonderfully. So pour yourself a coffee, pull up a chair and listen in as Libor opens up on his time and love of London. I'm Steve Lazarus and this is your London Legacy. I'm delighted to say that I have the pleasure of being joined today by the Ambassador of the Czech Republic in his London offices, the Embassy Libor Sejka. Is that correct? Have I pronounced it correctly? Uh, thank, you, thank you very much. I mean, the pronunciation is absolutely fantastic now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I, I, as I say to all my guests on the show, I like to get their name correct from the start. Otherwise, it's hugely embarrassing because people get my name horribly wrong. Lazarou, Nazareth, yeah. you know, all sorts of things. So yours is actually not that complicated. Once you've said it once or twice. I, I think it's not so much complicated. It's, no, no yeah, it's just when you yeah, actually see it written down. Yeah, I think that's the confusing thing for us, for us Brits. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you very much for your time. And thank you, Martin, who's also in the uh, in the room for organizing it. I'm very appreciative of your time, as I, I guess you've got a pretty full diary at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, the, we, we are in a very intensive time. Uh, not only because of uh, elections here and the whole Brexit process, but also because a very important event in the Czech-British relationship. Last uh, month in uh, November, we celebrated 30 years from the Velvet Revolution in our country. Uh, that means uh, there was a start of the process uh, leading to the democracy, uh, open society, freedom and market economy in our country. And of course, because uh, uh, there was a lot of very concrete, real help coming from the British side, British government, British people, we decided to celebrate it. So we did a first historical ball in London, in, uh, it was 15th of November this year, and we did, we did it together with the City of London uh, in, the, in Guildhall for 400 special guests. Uh, the, the, the members of the government were there, the Czech uh, important people living here in London and outside London, the British people. So this was some pick, some, uh, uh, the highlight of our season in the bilateral relationship. Uh, so, the, so not only the the very intensive political time here; it's something which is giving us a lot of occupation, but also the bilateral issues. Mm. So, I, I said before we we went live, as it were, this isn't a political uh, podcast and not a political discussion. Yeah, but yeah, I suppose yeah. being with a, an ambassador, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, <laughs> these um, interesting times, shall we say, when you have an opportunity to celebrate something which is politically but political by its very nature, it's important for you to. I think we we wanted to change a little bit uh, the the style because in in my country the thirty years from the Velvet Revolution were taken mainly like some sort of uh, remembering this event. That means a lot of conferences, a lot of scientific uh, issues, uh, discussions in universities. But we wanted to celebrate something because the Velvet Revolution changed our life for better. Can you just explain a little bit more what the Velvet Revolution actually was? Because I'm guessing outside probably you know the, the Czech community. 
not a lot of Brits will probably appreciate that unless they sort of studied yeah. politics. I mean, th th this happened 30 years ago, as I said, uh, 17th of November in Prague, when the students started the peaceful demonstration uh, and to celebrate uh, the so-called the International Student Day. And of course, this demonstration changed into the protest against the government. And uh, it was the first time the police, uh, the, the, the security forces, I mean, they in very violent way stopped the demonstration. And since this day started, uh, I mean, the, the, the process of demonstrations, uh, strikes, so the whole society, this was a, the, the beginning of the change of the society. And uh, I mean, by the end we had, uh, uh, I mean, in, in uh, December, uh, 30 years ago, we had a new parliament, new president, Václav uh, Havel, our dissident, became the president of Czechoslovakia. Then he visited uh, London, I mean, in March 1990. So next year, in March, we will celebrate 30 years of the uh, historic event, I mean, the lunch, which was organized by city with the uh, participation of Her, Her Majesty Queen. So we have another nice moment to celebrate uh, in March. So the whole process, as I said, uh, the, the converted uh, or changed our, our country, the changed the life of the people. We say we came back to the family of the countries we belonged before and we, we, we think we belong with the same uh, values, with the same principles, with the same uh, love to democracy and uh, the freedom. Mm. So is it true that prior to 89 the, the government the regime at the time was a communist or single party government at the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's since 89 since the velvet revolution or the years subsequent to that yeah, yeah i mean the, the whole system i mean the, the fall down and uh, uh, we we started the way i mean uh, to the plurie uh, party system so since then uh, a lot of parties uh, uh, was established and uh, the new democracy in our country. So this was really something. It was it was uh, the uh, the the real change, uh, the the moment of uh, of absolute change of, of our society. So where were you at that particular time? What what was your well? Uh, <laughs> career I, I, yeah, I I I, I, I had to recognize. I, I wasn't um, uh, in the first demonstrations because I was. Uh, yeah, there wasn't like a sort of a pointy finger sort of question. I just wondered what your. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was uh, uh, in the house of my parents because um, uh, I'm from the Moravia. It's another part from Prague. So I took my family, and it was a Friday. We went uh, to to visit my parents. And uh, uh, we spent there three days, and then I became to Prague, and I couldn't believe what happened. <laughs> so is yeah. that like a moment in, in the, the Czech psyche, is like the, the coming down of the wall in, in Berlin? Is it that sort of moment? Yeah, this is the same. This is yeah. the same. I mean, uh, the, this process followed what happened in Germany, what happened in, in, uh, in Hungary, so in Poland uh, especially. So this was a part of the, I mean, falling down of the communist regime in the Eastern, uh, Eastern Europe. Mm. Yeah. So was that... A point in your life when you were already involved in politics or dip diplomatic sort of core, or were you just sort of in the formative stages at that point? Well, um, of course, I, mean, I, I was at the time. I was already uh, two years uh, in the diplomatic service. I was a very young diplomat at the time, and uh, I mean, the, the, everything changed also in my in my ministry. And then the new people came, and we started to to build the new ministry the, from the from the scratch. So this was really, I mean, big change. I, I think, but it it, uh, it it was done quite um, quickly. I mean, also this first visit of the president of Czechoslovakia here in March, I mean, was a proof that the, that the process was, I mean, done quite effectively. 
because we were able to communicate with the Western world very, very quickly. So just touch on, if you will, the, the historical relationship between the UK and the former you know, Czechos- yeah. Czechoslovakia as well yeah. before that time. Yeah. Because there are some close connections, aren't there, going back even many centuries, I believe. I mean, this is a very interesting question, and we can really come, come back to really to uh, the very long history. But starting from the point when the Czechoslovakia was established in 1918, it was a, the, the, uh, in October. Ch- Czechoslovakia was established uh, formally. The, the, I would say that the, the first connection wasn't so so optimistic or, or so uh, so nice because the Czechoslovak government uh, decided to make so-called the the land reform and land re- land reform in the Czechoslovakia uh, meant also to force the the nobiles. To sell the uh, the land on the prices which were not the market prices, so this was something which was uh, I mean considered by the Czech government like necessary for creating the uh, the good uh, I mean also economic social economic basis for the for the new state. But here, for example, was criticized in in, in Parliament. So Winston Churchill, for example, was one of them uh, who criticized Czechoslovakia for not behaving well with the nobiles. So the, the first picture of Czechoslovakia uh, was not uh, uh, 100% uh, positive. Uh, so th- this is important also to mention because uh, it's, it's just showing the complexity mm. of the European relationship and also, uh, but also with the, the Nazi coming to the power in Germany, uh, they were the flu of the, of the Jewish people from Czechoslovakia here. And they were coming with another idea, with another picture. So they created here another picture of Czechoslovakia, like a democratic country, uh, industrialized country, very developed country. So this was another important moment. Then we had a uh, very strong relationship during the Second World War, because many Czech pilots, many Czech militaries were here. Uh, cooperating uh, and or, or being inside of the forces of RIF and and other yeah parts. they flew missions so, together didn't they so, uh, for example yeah. now uh, next year we will celebrate 75 years of the uh, end of the second world war and uh, according to our <coughs> calculation we have here about 350 graves milita- ar- around the UK mm-hmm. of course some part of London but around so what we would like to do also next year is to come to, I mean, ambassador for the first time will go and to see each of this grave and to put one rose on this. So we have an initiative which we call, I mean, now we are just in the moment we have to, to make a precise num- number of the graves. Perhaps it will be 340 something. So these aren't in the military grave. These military are, grave. These I'm, military I'm speaking graves. just about military right. graves. Yeah, yeah. So this will be the initiative which will be called, I mean, 345 roses. And we will go to each and to put uh, to show our respect to show our gratitude to them uh, but i would like to, to, to also to put it uh, here to the open space to show how we are close i mean once it's something which is important for our countries we are able to unite forces to be together and we prove it in the second world war very nicely so this was very important part of our history still very very strong i mean everybody knows that i mean we were very united I mean, here in the UK, somebody knows, but I, it's, it's better to use this opportunity of the next anniversary to, to make it even more public. And we will do, we will do that. Then uh, we have another part of, of uh, our bilateral relationship in, uh, uh, I mean, 68, when the, there was a Russian occupation in our country, a- another uh, wave of immigration came here. 
and uh, they found a lot of support, a lot of, uh, I mean, friends. Uh, so, again, here we feel some gratitude to the, to the British people, to the British government. It was very strong. And another, I mean, the, then the, we are just approaching to the today time. Then, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, we felt very strong support when we were negotiating our membership to the European Union. Which he played an yeah, integral part yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we entered also because of the that you are inside. <laughs> I should point out this is being recorded the day before the election, so so we don't know the outcome yet. <laughs> so yeah. I, I wouldn't. I, I just would like to say that also. I mean, that time we felt this closeness because we share a lot of uh, positions also about the European future, a European structure, or uh, the functioning of, of the European Union. So uh, we were allies in a lot of points inside. Okay, so now we are in another era, uh, and we are trying to find the something positive from the new um, development. Uh, we are not thinking about only about Brexit, but about post-Brexit which is more important for the development of the vital relationship. We have identified a lot of areas in, we, in which we can be very good partners, in which we can offer something to each other, and we will develop them for sure. Uh, one of them, for example, <coughs> it's uh, the, the, the healthcare, because this is a very current issue here. For, for the moment, there is a lot of Czech doctors, doctors in, in, in the, uh, UK hospitals, especially in London, uh, and especially in cardiothurgery. So we have absolutely top doctors here, but also some nurses. And we have technologies which uh, can be used also here. So the, for me, uh, as ambassador of the Czech Republic here, it's very important to see that in the manifestos of practically all political parties, it's a, a huge accent made on the healthcare because it's opportunity mm -hmm. also for us for cooperation. Do you, do you feel, I don't want to get political, but do you feel that um, your Czech fellow Czech, particularly if they say the, in the NHS, for example, yeah, yeah. feel insecure as a result of the possible outcome of Brexit? That they'll, they'll feel they'll want to return home or they'll stay? <laughs> you, you, you know, the, the doctors who are here, uh, they, they feel quite secure because they are top specialists and they are real top specialists. So they are wanted so much. Uh, they have a lot of offers to come back. But for the moment, uh, I mean, I mean, many of them are, are maintaining the, the good communication with, with, uh, with the mother hospitals in the Czech Republic. But they are here still because um, they say um, a part of uh, problems of NHS, there are also a lot of advantages. For example, I mean, one, one uh, doctor told me that here the life is very, uh, I mean, the, the life of the people, it's, it's very precious. And the doc doctors are, they have all the means to fight for the life up to the end. Mm -hmm. So if there is a danger, if there is a threat, so they have everything in, in hands to fight. So it's not, I mean, it, it, you, you cannot create such a conditions in every country. So, for example, this is something for them very important. Another, uh, another point for, important for them is the level of science, which is entering into the, the care. Uh, healthcare. Again, the, 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 this cooperation between science, between scientific centers and the, the hospitals is something which is up at very high level. We are speaking about top, uh, top hospitals. So they, they have no fear from, uh, from Brexit. They know that, uh, I mean, uh, the capacities, the qualities will, will be used uh, again. And of course, I mean, the, the, some problems the, the can be seen 
with the nurses because uh, um, for them it's not so sure. I mean, the situation because they yeah, lack the yeah, specialism yeah, and yeah, the expertise. Yeah. Of, so yeah. they would welcome more assurances about the next position they will have here. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, What's the population, the Czech population in the country and in London? Mm. It's very difficult to say. Uh, some very concrete, precise number because they have no, I mean, our citizens, they have no obligation to register at the embassy. So we have just uh, some guess. I mean, uh, uh, we think that, uh, I mean, in, in, in total, in UK, we will have now about 80,000 people. And in London, it's very difficult again to say, but it's somewhere 10, 15,000. Because uh, I've read yeah, variously yeah. between 30 yeah. and 40,000 up to 100,000. So No, 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 no. <laughs> 200,000, perhaps the Slovaks. They, because Slovak, they have, a, I would say, big willingness to immigrate than the Czechs. So we are not so much a migrating country or, or, why, or nation. Why is that Histori <laughs> historically? Oh, 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 it's, it's a very good question. It's a very good question. But I have one explanation for me. Uh, you know, we are just in the center of Europe. Um, sometimes we say in the heart of the Europe. If you see the map, uh, so it could be, I mean, use this parallel. Because of the fact that we are hard or we are in the center, uh, everybody who is crossing Europe has to come, I mean, I mean through passing. Uh, so we are uh, um, some sort of um, the cross of Europe, and historically, all the tendencies, I mean, met in Prague. If you see, for example, the architecture in Prague, this can be perfect uh, textbook, because you have every style, and nice, and developed. So uh, the, the, our country was rich all the time, because all the influences, all the tendencies, all the culture uh, uh, flows, they entered, and they were there. So we perhaps don't need so much to go outside. They feel there's enough if we, culture if we, if in their we, own. If we have everything inside. <laughs> <mother country. laughs> that's, that's interesting because, I mean, do they, when they go on their vacation, for example, would, yeah. they, get, would they visit yeah. other countries in Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, yeah, is that yeah. what they typically would do? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, it is, yeah, I mean... So this, this is for me. Of course, I mean, there is a lot of cooperation, international cooperation. We are a very open country. But uh, the, and another, another point, it's uh, uh, for, uh, for this phenomena, to explain it, uh, that uh, in the 30s, we belong to the 10 more developed countries in the world, Czechoslovakia. A lot of this tradition remained. So the living conditions, the, uh, the level of, uh, of well-being, and, and, uh, it's, it's very high. So the, the people, they prefer to be at home, have the garden, uh, see the children. You go to go out, that means it's some adventure. It's, you have to, to do it for some reason. So if there is no need, okay. I mean, we have here some top level specialists in London, uh, the doctors, the architects, the designers, the barmans. Because the London, it's one of the, if not the, the capital of the world, it's really something very close to that. And they have a lot of opportunities here they couldn't have in, in my country. So this kind of people, they like to come here. But mainly, I mean, so it's, we differ from, uh, from other countries in, in the center and eastern Europe because the willingness to, to go outside uh, and to, uh, to strike for the, for the life, it's not so high like in some other countries. Mm, it's yeah. just interesting concept we think of countries like Australia, for example, they're, they're yeah. almost 
when they, as they grow up, they're almost persuaded, you know, by their families and their education system to go out and explore the world, and they turn up all over London, obviously, and then New Zealand as well. But but less so with, with the Czech as well. They, they're more not necessarily insular, but more happy where they are. Yeah, they are more happy, uh, and they have everything they need. Yeah, the level of the healthcare and the social care is so high. Mm. Are they happy by disposition? By by their they, they are they are yeah. they are quite happy. Yeah, of course they they like to travel. I mean, everybody goes for for the holiday to Spain or to to Italy or uh, I don't know uh, uh, Croatia. Uh, so I mean, do uh, they do every year? Uh, they go for skiing in, in in Italy or Austria in in winter, but they are very li- <laughs> they, they, they 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 like to come back. And uh, we say my home, my castle. <laughs> yeah, and this is very valid. So. Uh, and then you are in some environment you understand perfectly, and you have your friends, and you have your families. So there's, there's no, I mean, for sure there's not this economic reason. Some perhaps some other people feel to to migrate, and then the culture is also quite important issue. No? And specifically in in I mean, where were the main hubs? Is is London obviously? Yeah. yeah. Whereas in Birmingham, I yeah, believe, and yeah. elsewhere. Well, we we have some people in Birmingham. We have a, a lot of people uh, around Manchester, mm-hmm. and this is because uh, that kind of people they work mainly in services. Right. So here in London, as I as I mentioned before, they are just top specialists or some migrants from the sixty uh, eight. Uh, so this kind of, uh, of of people, former journalists as well. Uh, so the, he, they are here in London. Yeah, and you've got children from the families from the Kinder Transport as well going yeah, back to. Yeah, this is quite, quite, quite yeah. nice question. Uh, there was uh, more than seven hundred, seven hundred uh, yeah. children transported yeah. uh, by, by the wonderful with, with the big, big help of uh, uh, of Nick Winton. Nick Winton, so Nick Winton. Yeah. Of course, I mean, but they are everywhere. They are. I mean, some some they are in the US. Some are in Israel. Uh, so they are in different parts, but some are also in London. You know, Lord Dubs is one of them, and that's uh, a member of the uh, of, of the House of Lords. And of course, we are in, in very close touch. The Lady Milena, she's living now in. Uh, she lives now in in um, Preston, but she's a main. Uh, she, li- she lives where? Sorry. Uh, her name is Lady Milena Grenfell. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, no, yeah. I understand. Yeah. You know, you know her. I know of her. Yeah, where does she yeah. live? In Preston. Preston? Yeah. Oh, up north, okay. Yeah, in yeah. Preston, yeah. Okay. But she's, I mean, a lot of time she's here in yeah. London because there's a lot of events she attends. Yeah, she's a wonderful lady. Uh, she's absolutely wonderful lady. Yeah. So she's one of of, of, of uh, the main protagonists, main heroes. of. Uh, Did you ever see that uh, episode of uh, Esther Ranson when they got Nicholas Winton um, yeah. in the audience? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. had no so, idea that all so, the So touchy, yeah. so... So emotional, remarkable, um, remarkable. Yeah, we we are in in uh, in frequent contacts with um, uh, the the children of uh, Sir Nick Winton, with Barbara, and with Nick Winton, mm-hmm. uh, who lives here. I mean, maintain a, a very good friendship and relationship. Let's take a very quick break just to remind you: if you love the show and would like to get involved, grab some cool stuff, get shout-outs on the show. Have us create your very own London Legacy show, or you meet up with us in London for a coffee or something stronger. Just head over to www.patreon.com forward slash your London Legacy. Okay, let's carry on with the show. And in terms of Czech culture mm-hmm. in London, mm-hmm. presumably, has that flourished? Is there a complete freedom? And wanting to do exactly what they want, or do they feel like they're compelled to sort of, you know, con- uh, you, you mean Czech, Czech uh, living here? Czech living in London, yeah, yeah. You know, because of the fact that London, it's 
it's something really special. They can enjoy both. They can enjoy the the, the English culture, uh, but the international culture, which is here, I mean, everywhere, it's a capital not only of finance, but also the, the culture, and there's no doubt about this. But at the same time, because of the fact that there's a lot of Czechs here, there are some Czech agencies creating the special programs also for the Czechs. So uh, they can see here a lot of Czech singers, Czech actors, Czech theatres are coming to London just to make performance for the Czechs. So that they are not uh, not suffering from not having the touch with the Czech cultures, uh, but they uh, enjoyed the choice to choose. I mean, what kind of culture they would like to see or, or to hear. Of course, I mean, the, the, the very special representatives of the Czech culture here in, in, uh, in London, it's a Czech music and especially Czech classic music. You got the Czech it's, Philharmonic Orchestra? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are here practically every two years. Uh, uh, the last, uh, I mean, the 2018, we celebrate 100 years of establishment of the Czechoslovakia. So we made together with the Czech Philharmonic uh, the, the concert in the Royal Academy of Music. Uh, it was um, just our uh, expression of gratitude to the British people for helping us. I mean, in this uh, the pre uh, or, or sec after the the first war uh, time, a fantastic concert. Uh, everybody here knows Dvorak, Smetana. We have uh, just good cooperation with the, the one um, composer, Julian uh, Anderson. Uh, and he is, he is writing now the special piece for the Czech Philharmonic, which will be uh, performed uh, next year in, uh, I think, and during proms. In, oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, well, this, <laughs> and I think is that he wasn't, uh, or he, he never had been to Prague, but he, he knows a lot of things. And he is coming here to speak with us, to understand more atmosphere, uh, which is helping him to write the, the piece. So he's a Czech composer? And it's, a, it's an English composer. English composer. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I will, I will find the name later. Yeah. I, mean, it's, um, I was going to say, if he's Czech, he's never been to Prague. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, I, 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 I mean, he told me that he was influenced by the family. Uh, his father uh, was a... Uh, the um, somebody who knows everything about the Czech music, uh, they had the Czech pictures at home and everything. So he was uh, brought up in um, this special atmosphere. So he decided to write special piece for so for the Czech Philharmonic. They put in in the in the contact in connection. So now he's writing something which we will we will hear in uh, in August next mm. next year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's Julian Anderson. Julian Anderson. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. shall. We shall. Mm -hmm. Give him a name check. Yeah, you can you can find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. fact, when I was doing, you know, when you you recently celebrated the the I don't know if it's the reopening, the refurbishment of this this building as well, didn't you, with a light show and music and stuff? You you had a a female pop star as well. It was it Kenny. Kenny was her name. Kenny. I've, maybe I've got a name wrong. But you had a musician, I think, a Czech musician. We we have. I mean, there is a lot of stars, of course. I mean, uh, but uh, I I don't know this one. We for the uh, what well, it's very curious i, I will uh, uh tell you that you had a grand reopening of the building here didn't you ah uh, yeah 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 i mean during the opening of the embassy the mean? embassy yes. yeah, yeah 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 this was yeah yeah this was very nice uh, that's a young singer uh 
she she started in in in, in London, yeah, yeah, and uh, it was a very nice performance. Jenny, no, no, oh, Lenny, Miss Simpson, Lenny, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I, I listened yeah. to some of her music. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's, was, it's very romantic, very nice. Yeah, it's lovely, yeah, she's, lovely, she's lovely, lovely. Yeah, uh, yeah, fantastic. I yeah. think she's got and, a new album and coming. She out. also <laughs> she also loves a lot of of I'm in this city. Yeah. Shailani was fantastic, yeah. There she but is, it's, Lenny. It's three years ago, you know. We, we do every year something so special. Uh-huh. Uh, so we did this for opening of the embassy. So was it this building we're sitting in that was refurbished and reopened? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, you know, this this embassy was was built up in uh, 1970 mm. and belongs to the very good samples of the brutalism in London, together with the Barbican and, and uh, uh, yeah. uh, other... Certainly stands out from the rest of the architecture around Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, of course, I mean, it was made in the 70s, so um, it was time for reconstruction or yes. uh, refurbishment, and we did it in two years. And then we decided to use this moment uh, for saying that we are here with a young team inside, and we made a, a, a really, I mean, big performance in the opening. Uh, we put lights from the from the street on, on the uh, on the whole building, so it was in the Czech national. I mean, colors, uh, red, blue, and white. Mm-hmm. And we did a, a lot of, promo- I mean, including Lenny and uh, other things. So this was a starting of, uh, I mean, the, the, the new team era here. And then we had this uh, concert in the Czech, uh, Czech Philharmonic in the Royal Academy of Music. And this year we have a ball. I mean, these all things are, um, I mean, uh, never made before. <laughs> So we, we tried to do some original issues. Before you came to... to Before office. I came, here. Yeah. Why was that, do you think? Are you more forward-looking than your predecessors? Now we are coming to another point, and this is a, the, the diplomatic or style of diplomacy, if you want. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, the, as ambassador, the, you have advantage because you can decide how you will run the embassy. And because you are for the time... And in this time, it's up to your fantasy how you will fulfill it. What do you, I mean, how will be the content? How will you do it? So it's very much on, on the ambassador. Of course, I mean, uh, uh, speaking more generally, uh, the, 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 the ambassador has, I would say, two parts of the work, very clear and uh, you can find everywhere. You have, you have some, this is like the same like uh, figure skating. You know figure skating. I, I do. I'm you, trying you to work out skating. what the analogy is. Yeah. In, in, in figure skating, <laughs> you have something which is called uh, obligatory exercise. Yes. And then free ride. Okay. So the structured part, yeah. which you have to do in the yeah. The, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and the ambassadors, they have the same. You have the the obligatory exercises. That means you have to make some. I mean, reception on the national holiday. You have to go to. I mean, to put the flowers to the graves. Of, I mean, the, 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 the Czechoslovak soldier, you have to go to, to the, the Queen reception. So some parts of this you have to do because it's part of your, of your work and you obligatory has to do. And then you have a free ride. And it's up to you how it's the, the, the proportion of these two parts. So there are some ambassadors, they like just obligatory exercises. And they have no part for the free ride. Uh, uh, in my case, I try to do the obligatory exercise more squeezed and to make a bigger space for free ride. And this is what we are doing here. <laughs> so you try to be more more creative, as you yeah, said, and more yeah, forward yeah, thinking. Yeah. It, that's with a purpose to design a better ongoing relationship yeah, and but, integration. But here, and, and, and I have to mention it uh, at the same time, it depends very much on your uh, also conditions and uh, I would say economic 
capacities. Uh, what we do, uh, what we started to do here, uh, and never was done before, we cooperate with the sponsors. This is the, the perhaps also one of the answers to your question, why it's now. So we have, um, I would say, good family, good group of uh, sponsors or allies who are collaborating with us. Uh, uh, I mean, of course, it was my my task to convince them that this is something which can be useful for them. You're talking uh, business, corporate, yeah, corporate sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, for example, the Škoda UK. Yes. They never cooperated with the embassy before. So now we have excellent cooperation. And what form does that take? What, 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 how does that manifest itself what, in terms of sponsorship? Is that just you know, visual sponsorship or is there some collaboration in events? Um, there are different ways how they are I mean, helping us. Mm, I mean, some sort of promotion. But also they are helping because the ball, for example, which we did in, uh, in uh, Guildhall. I mean, the, the cost overcame three, four times my budget. So I couldn't do it without the mm-hmm. sponsors. So they participated directly. So you support each other in effect. Uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. They put, I mean, this was the first time in the history there were five cars uh, of Škoda just in the front of the of the guild hall. <laughs> Barked in guild hall in the yard outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> that so. must be a first. <laughs> so um, we can afford to do this events. I mean, um, go this way or make this style of uh, of presentation of my country because we have also some different conditions now. And I'm very happy, uh, not only because of the possibility we have, but also uh, because we are sharing with our sponsors. They, they, are, tra- they are becoming uh, co-owners of our projects. So you are, I mean, in very close cooperation and, uh, you know, it's not just our success, or if, if we can speak about success, but it's our shared. And this is uniting us. So this is the fantastic uh, feeling. Uh, I I would say it's additional one, but also very important. And uh, this is also very important because, um, I mean, here in UK and in London, especially, uh, the diplomatic work sometimes is not easy because everything is done here. Everything is set up. uh, Everything is traditional. So to come uh, and uh, enter uh, with some new initiative, with some new new project, with some new idea, it's so difficult. So you've you've had some pushback, have you? Yeah, from, yeah, yeah, from within the community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in every area, in culture, in the, so, and then if you are and and, and um, um, I have been working here for four years already. So we have a family, we have a group, we have a supporters, and with the help of them, we can much more easily enter and, and to, also to convince that this is sensible what we are doing. So the, the, this, uh, I would say, the sponsorship uh, uh, part or exercise, it's opening a lot of other issues. And this is my style of how we, we do it. Uh, of course, it's, it's, it's uh, much more uh, exhaustive. It's much more, I mean, demanding. I bet it's more fun, though. Uh, but it's much more, much more fun. Yeah. And this is a very big yeah. Because you would never have done a, a podcast in the previous... No, no. <laughs> previous <laughs> previous yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. So like, this is the first for just, both of us. Just, just like this. <laughs> just like this. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. so important, though, because it breaks down all sorts of barriers, cultural, yeah. educational, yeah. Yeah. you know. So let's just touch on, on your... I mean, because you've traveled very widely and extensively, and you're you're, you're um, multilingual, aren't you? Russian, Spanish, I think, and French, well, oh, English. Oh, 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 yes, um, uh, you know, but all the time in the life, you have some parts of uh, of your life when you use the language, some language, more frequently than the other one. So it's very difficult to, I mean, to maintain all the languages at the same level. For example, I studied in Russia, but 
today not speaking with Russian for 20 years. I have some problem to speak. But if I speak, I mean, it's coming back. Yeah. So now uh, for me, I mean, the, the English is number one. Of course, I spent some sometimes in China, so I have my, I mean, basic capacity to to defend myself in China, in with Chinese. It was, all, I, I mean, I started the course there. Uh, of course, I mean the the, the Spanish, Italian, they are very, very, I mean, used languages. I, I every every day. Uh, I, I would say, if you are in the some environment, you has to find the instrument, uh, which are useful for your work. And the language is one of them. So uh, it's much more better to be forthcoming and to. to so how have you gone about learning the languages when you've got when you've had your new post and whether it's in uh, China? Or you know, I, I I learned, of course. I mean, Russian was my uh, my language during the studies. So the, the, I studied it uh, in in my childhood and, and in the second and the secondary school. Then in in Moscow, I learned uh, I learned uh, Spanish and in, in English. So you have three. Before I learned some German. So and then when I was post, I mean, when it was decided that I I, uh, I would go to Italy, I learned Italian in Brussels and some French. Uh, so all the time I need it, I do it. So this is for for more educate you actually yeah, go yeah, to yeah, yeah, special yeah, classes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's of course. I mean, it's mainly depends on 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 your initiative, on your sure. uh, ability, capacity, and understanding of, of the things. So, yeah, remarkable. Yeah, you're posting immediately before here. I understand was it was China. Yeah, was that correct? Yeah. In terms of cult, culture shocks or cultural uh, uh, differences, shall we say? You know, I, I, I would recommend uh, you not to open this issue because we will s- s- spend a lot of time okay. about no, the no, China. No, fair, it's, fair enough. No, so, no, it's something. Uh, suffice it to say, I'm guessing it was a very different experience <laughs> to what you've got now. No, I mean, you know, the China, it's, uh, for me, was absolutely the discovery. It was something so so strong, so, yes. so deep. I Sometimes, can't imagine there's a big... Czech community in, in China. Yeah, I mean, there's a small Czech community, but uh, but entering them, um, but, but the Chinese society. I mean, I, I'm not speaking about political regime. I mean, put it aside. I mean, we speak about culture and history and philosophy. Uh, so if you if you if you uh, and you enter, they will accept you. They will show you the way. They will show you. It's much more easy. I mean, in this sense, to work in China than here. Uh, the Chinese are people. They are able to open the heart very quickly. Uh, they are honest. I mean, many. Of course, we cannot generalize, but I mean, I'm speaking about my concrete experience. So, when uh, you uh, have this wish and uh, will to enter uh, to the, the culture, you will discover fantastic things. For example, our calendar is made according to the sun. The calendar is made according to the moon. We are happy, and especially in London, if sun it's on uh, on the sky. Uh, uh, but the Chinese, they have an uh, umbrella and they are protecting themselves from the sun. If there is a moon, I mean, in the full moon, they they used to sit on the terrace and they are drinking the tea and writing the poems. They have a legend that there is a princess coming, I mean, from the... Uh, so they laugh, the, they are the, the moon people. Then if you see uh, in, in the Western philosophy, the line of connection, it's uh, horizontal. It's Martin, me, and you, and we are united by this line, horizontal. For Chinese, it's a vertical. It's a sky, me, and the earth. So the the first idea of the u- u- unification, it's, it's this one. It, it's it's a, a wholly it's a, different concept, yeah. isn't it, to Western philosophy? Uh, I, I, now, uh, if you say the language, I mean, our language, it's made by the letters, 
so we are creating the words and we try to be as much as uh, possible uh, precise in our expression just to not create any doubts about what we would like to say uh, in china it's absolutely different they have a, and the, the characters which before were pictures and they put it in some um, i would say free association giving you opportunity to interpret it uh-huh. so they are not putting you to some very concrete meaning they are giving you freedom to take what you want from of course there is some direction but it's up to you to to it's you are much more free so you can interpret we can speak about these differences a, a, a long time yeah, yeah. We'll what i would, what i would like to say that even though that everything is i mean functioning from the i mean differently in a positive way sometimes it's functioning also quite well and uh, this is the proof of the the the, the chinese history for 4000 years of course there's a lot of question about the, the current situation about the uh, environmental situation i mean there is a, a lot a lot of problems but still it's something sh- i mean sometimes we have a tendency here to simplify to see just some points of the and it's a little bit pity because i mean the good cooperation the balanced cooperation with china which can really enrich us i mean i'm sure for this mm. Well, that's fascinating. Yeah. So I, I, I <laughs> so that, uh, that, we'll have another uh, another hour on that on, on another occasion, perhaps. Yeah, this is for another occasion. <laughs> another because occasion. It's, it's, uh, I, I mean, because you're so widely travelled, and you must have had so many wonderful, beautiful, yeah. and unpleasant experiences as well. I'm quite sure, difficult experiences. But it, it it seems to me you're enjoying your time here in London. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. When, when does your tenure finish? When do you finish your role here? Well, I mean, it's. Um, uh, According to the information I, I can, for the moment now, we will still we will still be here one 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 and a half year, yeah, something mm-hmm. like this, yeah, up to the summer two thousand twenty one. And then, what do you have planned for your? You know, I mean, we we spent uh, in China six years now, uh, sometimes here, and uh, after two, uh, stay in abroad. Uh, normally, I mean, it's good to be at home to get. Uh, I mean, to I mean, the the, the situation changed also the. Uh, in your country, so it's good to be there to understand better what's happened. Uh, I mean, what's now important for your country. So, I mean, we are looking forward to going back and to be. I mean, sometimes in Prague, some to be with are, your. Are you family. personally aiming to retire, sort of after this posting, or are you going to carry on in the role of diplomacy, or you're not? Well, uh, but you can't say. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, um, for for us, I mean, the retirement time is seventy-five. Uh, some, uh, so, sorry, sixty-five. Gonna say seventy-five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, sixty-five. So there's still time. You still do, got to, things yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what are you what are you hoping to achieve in your remaining time here? Well, uh, as I mentioned, we have some plans for next year. Uh, we would like to use this opportunity of seventy-five years. Uh, I mean, anniversary of the Second World War. Uh-huh. And to really to make uh, some because I mean again it never happened that we I mean the embassy ambassador visited all the all the graves so we have some graves uh, and normally the people uh, used to come there I mean it's Brookwood and some other places but I think it's not fair to not to remember uh, so so we will do like and we will once we are there we will also see how the situation with the graves what we can do for this if. There is some need to improve something, so uh, this will be, I mean, the the whole year initiative, and we have a lot of culture plans. We will have here uh, the folkloric music. Uh, we will have here the film. We will ha- we will 
participate in two big exhibitions. One will be the exhibition of the Czech photography, Jan Svoboda, which will be opened in, uh, by the end of February in the photography uh, museum here in London. This will be something uh, very special. And another one will be in Birmingham in the uh, Icon Gallery in uh, September. So this is a very young progressive Czech uh, artist, uh, uh, Krzysztof Kintera, who will be there. So we are participating, cooperating with both institutions, I mean, the institutions and uh, culture bodies, promoting them. So this will be, I mean, very uh, important. And we will see, I mean, uh, once uh, the UK has a new government, of course, we will start to, uh, I mean, we will start to, to foster, to, to, to improve also the communicate, political communication between the two government, between ministries, between departments. So this will be also something. I could come back in a year's time and nothing could have changed. We could be having exactly the same conversation. You know, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? It's just r- remarkable state of flux we're in right now. I mean, people, I mean, I don't know, are we being laughed at outside? <laughs> don't answer that one. That's not a diplomatic question, I guess, is it really? Don't answer that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that you've you've had your having and look forward to the remaining of as your family enjoyed their, their yeah. stay in London. Yeah, yeah. Well. I have, I have a, my, my, my wife, my wife, and uh, we have a daughter. She's 12 now, uh, and she's enjoying a lot. I mean, and going to the school and have a lot of uh, school and outside school activities and... Uh, I mean, she's really very happy now. And once the daughter is happy, the wife is happy, and the family is happy. This of is course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was um, Maureen Lipman. You know the actress Maureen Lipman? No. Yeah, I think her husband was um, her husband was a famous playwright. He, uh-huh. Jack Jack Rosenthal. Uh-huh. He died several years ago, and there was a scene in one of his. Um, one of his plays, I think, said, "If what is it? If my wife's happy, I'm happy. If yeah, I'm happy, yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah, happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like <laughs> this, is it? you know. It's uh, uh, yeah. Well, well, it's been a, a, a delight to uh, have you on the on the podcast. Thank you ever so much. It's a first for you to be on the podcast. First for me to interview an ambassador. So I'm grateful for that, and for your Martin for organising it as <laughs> yeah. well." No, thank you so much. I enjoyed a lot of our discussion, and um, there's a lot of issues we didn't touch, but perhaps we'll have another opportunity. Yeah, well, if there's anything, I mean, we don't have to finish right now. Have you got anything particularly you want to sort of mention? No, I, I just would like to tell you uh, something about London as well, because yeah, we, we, did, we didn't well, mention, well, and you go- came because of London. I, I, was going to, I was going to come on and ask you specifically about your favorite places in London, but if you want to mention uh, specific... Well, I, I have a few. I mean, it's, um, uh, first of all, I would like to say that uh, that's really, I consider London the, the capital of the world, uh, especially in the culture field, because it's... Uh, the offer is so big, so enormous, and I, I like to go to the Tate Modern, the Tate Britain, uh, but also to some commercial galleries like uh, Alan Christia Gallery in Pall Mall or, or, or White Cube. So there's a lot of nice places uh, for me. Sometimes I'm, I'm escaping from my work if there's a, uh, the, the, too much pressure. And I spent some hour in, in these galleries and, and just refreshing myself and, and, and getting new energy. So this is uh, something, uh, I mean, for, for London very special. Then the, the, because I, I, I was a runner and uh, I ride bicycle, I like parks here. Uh, especially because, uh, I mean, especially the, the, the northern part because we live in Hampstead. And Hampstead Heath is something. Well, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful, yeah. uh, so nice. So I like the mornings. When I was running there, 
and also rainy weather uh, because it's something again uh, well you're, you're, you're in the right place for that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I i like the the canals i mean because uh, they, they are the cycleways so you can go uh, in different uh, in, in different directions i can i i also very much like to go to the north of london and out of london because um, the, the village is there i mean in the direction of san albans and and, and luton so this is my way i go i mean the cycling uh, so this is also some, and of course I like football. Who's, so, your, who's your team? Uh, well, I, I, you know, um, be careful what you say. We, we have, we have, we have the the, the, the goalkeeper Peter Czech. You do, uh, yes. and he was before in Chelsea, uh, later in in Arsenal, and now he's back in Chelsea. Yeah. So because of him, I I, I supported Arsenal, but uh, I like very much. Uh, okay. Uh, but I All like right. very I, I like very much, and I am I mean internally I am fan of Tottenham. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You, you, you got yeah. the right answer yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's another another an, another. You went all the way around the London. This team, another then. fantastic. Uh, I mean, part of Lyme here. I like oysters, and London. It's another. It's uh, it's just, uh, I mean, the food we didn't mention it, but uh, I mean, it's, it's again so rich over here. It's so international, so nice. You can go for Indian, you can go for Chinese, you can go for Italian, Spanish, uh, and also British. So it's it's. But also where does a Londoner go for for Czech food? What's the best place? Well, I mean, this this is one. I mean, the place here it's in the Western Hampstead. It's yes. a Czech restaurant. Yeah. Uh, nearby the the, the station. It's good, but it's it's very much. It's it's not a high uh, high level of the. No, of, of it's the, not It's not style. a Michelin. It's yeah. a Michelin, It's not a Michelin style. It's more for the people. But the the, the food is very good, and beer is absolutely excellent. Uh -huh. Because uh, with my uh, high respect to the to the English beers, uh, I mean the Czech is absolutely better. No, no, well, so, the old Pilsner. Yeah, Urquell. Pilsner Urquell. Yeah, 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 wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I used to drink yeah, that as yeah. a student a lot. So Those big bottles, lovely. Yeah. So this is in 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 very short way what I wanted to say about uh, no, my relations with, with London. I was going to come on to that because I, 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 I always close by asking my guests, you know, to, to tell us a couple of their favourite places. Okay, okay. So um, I, okay, I think you've you've covered okay. those off very nicely. So okay. just remains to me once again to thank you ever so much for your time. Much appreciated. No, I, I enjoyed it a lot, and um, my best wishes to you and to, to everybody who is listening. Thank you ever so much. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Every week here at your London Legacy we bring straight to your device a new and fascinating guest with a wonderful London-based story. We hope you enjoy listening to their timeless stories as much as we enjoy creating them for you. If so, the best way to show your appreciation is to subscribe to the show. Simply go to www.yourlondonlegacy.com and pop your name and email in the box where shown. That way, you'll never miss another episode. Thank you for your support. <laughs>